Hey everyone, it's Dynam State Traps. Welcome back to the Idiot Brewery. I'm joined by two of my normal co-hosts, Next Door Lolly and Ten Cans of Bushes Baked Beans. Taxation or is theft. No taxate my property, as his name's called. Hippity hoppity. Hippity hoppity. No taxate no tax my, my property. Um, we are going to. We're actually down a jack again today. Uh, Grolin has decided yeah, that he wanted to. I don't know. I don't know what he's doing. Hanging out with family or some stupid stuff like that. Uh, so anyway, I'm in, I'm in charge of the brain now. Yeah, you you have devoured him, and so now there are only one of you again, which is good because you don't want more than one of these things. You anyway, the Mitsuki that could read. This is episode 19, so we're just gonna jump into it and all that stuff. So uh, who wants to give their deck first? I do. You do? Okay, yes. go ahead. I never go first. Oh, well, that is objectively false, but okay. I've never gone first before. Literally never. Except you went Literally. first for the first two episodes. Did I? Yes, you did. I don't think I you did. also complained I about it in the third. <laughs> <laughs> complained that I didn't go first, or that you, I did. You go complained. First. You complained that you had gone first twice in a row and wanted somebody else to do it. Oh, I never go first. Uh -huh. All right. Y'all like combos. I mean, right. yeah, actually, I'm a big fan what of. What about combo. infinite combos? Yeah, sure. What That's kind of infinite fun. combo? What how many cards? That... How, how many, many cards? How many cards are in the combo? Like four or five. Oh, oh the best. <laughs> so I'm in the best. The best. <laughs> <laughs> um, y'all like a zero mana artifact called Mishra's Bobble? I prefer Urza's Bobble. Well, that's not legal in modern. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, it's all right. So this combo, right? Mm -hmm. Uh. Y'all remember the card Twilight Shepherd, right? Yeah, I believe this was a fresh brew card from a little bit ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I figured out how to break it. So it's oh. three white, 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 flying vigilance. When it enters the battlefield, return to your hand all cards in your graveyard that were put there from the battlefield this turn. Okay. Persist. And that's a pretty good ability, right? Like, that's you can return bad. so many things with that. The nice thing, the one thing I like about this card is that it returns any card that was put into your graveyard, not just, like, creatures. Yeah, it is literally anything. Cards. That's kind of cool. So, uh, yeah. Okay, so, uh, we use that. We use Vizier of Remedies, which is one in a white. If one or more minus one minus one counters will be put on a creature you control, that many minus one are put on instead. Okay. Uh, that's how the Devoted Druid combo works. Right. For those who aren't familiar, uh, you use Viscera Seer, uh, which everyone knows what Viscera Seer does. So you basically loop Twilight Shepherd infinite times, right? And you get in infinite uh, triggers on it. And you use Mishra's Bobble that you can get... Uh, you basically just get infinite uh, bobbles, right? Because you sack it targeting someone. It goes in your graveyard. And then you sack uh, Twilight Shepherd, persist trigger, it comes back, trigger, uh, you return Mishra's Bobble to your hand, you play Mishra's Bobble, and you're back where you started. Okay, so, so on your next turn, you're drawing how many cards? Well, yeah, there are two ways you can win. You can win after the um. Oh, the deck wins. Or while while you have the engine. I imagine one of them involves our famous fifth co-host. Yes, yes, one of them is the famous fifth co-host laboratory maniac. So you you get a a quadrillion Mishra's bubbles, and then you pass the turn. And at their upkeep, you draw a million cards and win the game. Okay. There's these. Another what if, what one if of they them. they pass it? Well, I'm not done yet. Oh, okay. 
another one of the ways you can win is you run Monastery Mentor, or Monastery Swift Spear, sorry. Uh, you can also run uh, Mentor, too. So you, or no, you can't run Mentor, what am I talking about? So, um, with Swift Spear, uh, every time you play a Mushu's Bobble, it gets plus one, plus one until end of turn. So it gets infinite power. And then you kind of swing for the win. Counter-argument, <laughs> what if I path that? Well, then you find a lab maniac. They can only have so many removal spells, Jack. I mean, you know, I go by the Murphy's Law. They always have it, I don't have it. That... That's not what Murphy's Law says. Then why do you play magic? <laughs> <laughs> because sometimes... Look, so if you follow that rule, you're either right or pleasantly surprised. So, I mean, it works out. So what you're saying is if your ex expectations are really low... Then you can't really feel bad about it when you're in the words. You of but if you're expect, but if you're so, if you're going by that law, you can't ever play any deck. True. That's not true. I play devoted and peasant. But in the words of the famous philosopher Bo Burnham, if you want love, lower your expectations. I don't think that that applies to this situation. Just, just to clarify, it could. It could. Who I, knows? No, I, I. Physically, do not think that applies. Settle for you if you want love. <laughs> All right. Um, I think it does. So yeah, uh, that's the main combo. You obviously run like noble hierarchs, birds of paradise, um, ewits to give back some stuff. You run a kitchen finks in the main board in case you just need to gain infinite life. Sometimes you just, gain <laughs> Sometimes you life. just have the infinite life combo. Uh yeah. Uh, you run Commune with Natures, because this deck runs, like, 30 creatures. Uh. Uh, four Court of Calling. We're also running four Simeon Spirit Guides, because Twilight Shepherd is a six drop. I mean, fair. Um, I mean, yeah, that's a lot of mana. the Spice. So I needed some way to search up Mishra's Bobble, right? World, uh, Enlightened Tutor. Oh, yes. No. no. Are you playing Trinket no. Mage? No. Oh. Uh. Um, we are playing... The even spicier card, because Trinket Mage can't search up anything, right? It can search up one We're or less cars, costs. Only artifacts. Yeah. Oh, no. We are playing... Demonic Tutor. Sidisi Undead Vizier. So basically five-mana Demonic Tutor. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's um, really cool, because if you have some way to make a bunch of mana, you can use Twilight Shepherd to buy back Sidisi and get more yeah. tutors and stuff. Yeah, but oh. we're not running devoted devoted okay. druid in this deck. So oh. this is, or at least this not is, this list is. This is pretty cool. I like this. I have one question. What? How is this deck's Tron matchup? Probably okay. Uh, combo decks, like typically, have a pretty okay matchup against Tron, just because right. Tron and I understand that combo decks like have good matchup. However, this combo deck's trying to get a six mana creature into play. We have yeah. four Simeon Spirit guides. Tron's also trying to get us, or Tron is also trying to get a six mana. <laughs> right. Creature so into what play. you're saying is we play this in Tron. Yeah, you yeah. play the Tron so we, lands. You make seven Tron mana, make and then the you mana. win the game. Exactly. It it just works. And people. But you also have it. to have triple white for Twilight Shepherd. Manamorphos. Uh, Gilded Lotus. Gilded, yeah. You see? See? Black Lotus. He's thinking. Black Lotus does it too. I mean, you gotta. Oh, yeah, Black Lotus. Okay, Tron, so we're in Tron plus Gilded Lotus, so you can play all your three colored spells. Like but three, Gilded three Lotus tips. only gets one of a color, right? No, no, no. But you, only, you, only, you only play cards that have three pips of one color. Okay, so you have like Court of Calling, you have Twilight Shepherd. Yeah. Uh, you're playing um, 
what the the triple blue from Dominaria, the guy that that's an O four that Tempest gets plus Jin? one plus O. Yeah, Tempest. Jin. I was thinking. I was thinking Blue Sun Zenith. Oh yeah. Okay. So Blue Sun Zenith. What's a black one? Uh, Grave Pact. Grave, yeah. Grave Pact. And then a red one. Which you, um, Fireball. Fireball is not triple red. It's not triple red. Oh, um, there is that fireball that's flashback for triple red. Devil's play. Yeah. All right, so we faithless looting devil's play away, <laughs> and then we flash back. Are we, are we building five color Tron, but in modern? Yeah, <laughs> we just built five color Tron. <laughs> we did it, guys. Well, there's no mole drifter, so it's nothing like the popper deck. Yes. I just realized. Well, we can play Messed up between cons and dragons, like she got turned into like a pawn of Salimgar. Yeah, all yeah. of them did except for Tassiger. Yeah, that kind of that honestly really sucks. Tass, yeah, Tassiger's the only one that didn't. I just never realized. Tassiger got turned into a necklace. Right. I just never realized. I never really looked in. I didn't know a lot about the lore of Khans and dragons. Just mainly that Sarkon saved Ugin. That was about all I knew and changed the timeline. Yeah, something like that. Something yeah. like that. Alright, so that was my deck. Interesting. That was a deck. And that was amazing. However, you know what Combo doesn't like to deal with? What? You know, Combo and Control, especially. Um... Unless you're playing, unless you're considering like a reanimator or a combo deck, have been weak to discard, and sure? so that segues into my deck, which is a waste not dead. Um, now waste not isn't a new card. It's been around for a long time. It was designed by the Magic community. It was. It's a I remember one that. In a, yeah, it was a. It's a one in a black enchantment. Whenever an opponent discards a creature card, put a 2-2 black zombie creature token on the battlefield. Whenever an opponent discards a land card, add double black to your mana pool. Whenever an opponent discards a non-creature, non-land card, draw a card. Now, people have been trying to make Waste Not work for a long time now, and it's a really sweet card. I like it a lot. I like it a lot. Um, this is by no means the best way to play Waste Not, but it is quite a fun way, and you're going to... If you play this at FNM, you're going to have a lot of opponents looking at your cards and going, wait, what? So, <laughs> a lot of people are going to forget what a lot of those cards do, I'm sure. They sure are. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Black Red Waste Knot, and I know what you're thinking. Ooh. People have made Black Red Waste Knot before, and you're right, they have. Not like this. For starters, we have six creatures in this deck. Two of them are a card called Fell Spectre from Corset 19. <laughs> now... <laughs> That card is not good. I just thought I'd so, clarify for all of our listeners. It really uh, isn't. It's good because they have to revolt the fan. Please, please tell us what that card does so that we can criticize right. it further. So, Fell Spectre is a zero mana artifact where you tap it to add three mana of any one color to your <laughs> mana pool. Um, no. Fell Spectre is a three and a black, one three Spectre with flying, ETB, target opponent discards a card. Whenever an opponent discards a card, that player loses two life. Okay. It's perfect. It's yeah. not good, but it's fine. Hey, it's legal and peasant. It's uh, beautiful. Sure. <laughs> it's flying. It has a low chance to see modern play. What are, um, how much mana is it? It's a four, four drop. Why don't you just play any of the other cards that do similar effects that cost way less? Yeah, we're not doing that. Like Next Megrim and Liliana's this, Caress. Well, Because this we one also that. makes them discard it. a card. Right, thank you. It's an ETB effect. Oh, Next sure, card we okay. have is Asylum Visitor. 
which is a 3-1 for one in a black from Shadows. It's a vampire wizard. At the beginning of each player's upkeep, if that player has no cards in their hand, you draw a card and you lose one life, and it's got a madness cost of one in a black. Card advantage. Card advantage. Yeah, that's what I'd call it. (laughs) Is that what the kids are calling it? So we've got two Liliana of the Veils. I don't think I need to explain what Liliana does. It discards cards. That card's very good. And it can no, destroy it your opponent's field. Ah, yeah, thank you. Dice to um, Needle. We, ru- <laughs> we run one sure of Austin's does. favorite cards in the format, Burning Inquiry. Oh. For one red, each player draws. I really thought you were going to say Aether Vial. Yeah, we're gonna, so we're going to Aether Vial in the next card, Blightning, um, which is a one, one black, one red sorcery. Uh, deals three damage to a player, and that player discards two cards. Very That's fun. not how Aether Vial works. We also run two lightning bolts. You might be asking, Jack, why not a full playset? My response to this is, I don't own a full playset. Next card is Collective Def- Collective Defiance. Um, so we run two Collective Defiance, one of the semi-playable Escalate Is, is cards. it the red one? Yeah, yeah it's the red one. It, it's, one it's, red, it's red. Playable. It's all right. Yeah. I like it a lot. It's, 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 in, one... it's, in, our, or it's in my uh, pile for our awful cube that we're making. Nice. So, Collective Defiance is, yes, one red-red sorcery. Escalate costs one colorless. Um, choose one or more. The target player discards all the cards in their hand and draws that many, so they wheel. Um, Collective Defiance deals four damage to target creature or deals three damage to target opponent. Um, obviously, in a deck like this, you're probably trying to use the wheel um, with some things we're, we'll be getting to in just a moment. And last but not least, runs two Mind Stabs. Now, if you don't Ooh. know what this card is, I don't blame you. So, Mind Stab is five and a black sorcery. Target player discards three cards, but it has suspend four if you pay a black. So you can suspend it for one black for, like, four-ish turns. Hmm. You might be wondering, Jack, why are you playing that? And the reason is discarding three cards. Also, your opponent's going to have to read the card. And isn't the point of magic getting your opponent to read your cards? Yes. Yeah, actually. That's 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 why mono-white enchantments is fun. Exactly. People, People say mono white enchantments has no interaction. And that is completely false. I have to tap my mana and then point at the creature I'm fogging with Story Circle. <laughs> you also you don't target it. You do just choose. I don't. I like how it's worded in a way that I can choose, but it's not targeting. It's great. So You get to point at it, but you also get to point at a bogle. Look, Mono White Enchantments is the group hug, hug deck for the player that doesn't want to be touched. It's, right. it's like the opposite of group hug. No, we're all winning. We're no, all just you. Here. I've so, played Mono well, White Enchantments. I know that it's just you. <laughs> the opponents, though, know, I like to think of it as both people are winning because since my, I'm a very social person, believe it or not, so when my opponent, I get a good amount of time to talk and have a nice, friendly conversation with my opponent because they can't do anything. So we just got to talk. It's fun. Anyways, artifacts... Um, Two ensnaring bridges, since you're not really winning through combat damage. Uh, Fell Spectre is not going to get there. Um, we also run one Mirage Mirror, which is from Hour of Devastation. Three mana, artifact pay two, so it can become a copy of an artifact, creature, enchantment, or land till end of turn. You can use this to copy a multitude of things, including a Waste Knot. You can double up on a Waste Knot if you need to. All right. Now we're getting to the reason you're playing all this dumb stuff. So, we run... Eight rack all star shrieking affliction. Beginning of each opponent's upkeep, if that player has one or one or fewer cards in their hand, they lose three life, and that is a one black enchantment. 
The other card we have is Liliana's Caress, which is one in a black enchantment. Whenever they discard a card, that player loses two life. We also run a one of Demonic Pact, because Demonic Pact is sweet, and don't tell me otherwise. Demonic I, Pact I love Demonic sweet. Pact. So Demonic Pact is two double black enchantment. At the beginning of your upkeep, choose one that hasn't been chosen. Demonic Pact can drain a creature player for four. Um, target opponent discards two cards. You draw two cards. Or you lose the game. Now, if you're a real player like me, you choose you lose the game first, just automatically. But some <laughs> people like to stay alive for a few turns and use the advantages. It's a fun card. Um, and it's just it's nice to have it as a fun little one-of in the deck. So the general wing con is you're just trying to make sure your opponent never has cards in their hand and then kill them with Shrieking Affliction and dis when you discard off of Liliana's Caress. Collective Defiance, if you make them completely wheel, does a lot with Liliana's Caress. That's, you, if they have a full hand, they take 14. Do you also play Dark Deal? Uh, no, 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 no. This isn't a good deck. We're not oh. playing Dark Deal. Okay. But Dark Deal is a good card. I think that'd work really well in this deck, gonna be honest. I would think so. See, part of the reason that it's not in there is that this is a, a semi-tweaked version of a deck that uh, a man on Untap told me about that he was that he had created and he wanted me to tweak it for him a little bit um by tweak it i put some cards into the sideboard that are actually cards you play in modern in the sideboard but the general the 60 is still there i didn't touch the 60 um hmm. ah. the nine cards that he kept in the sideboard um were two pithing needle three rotting rats which one in a black one one etb each player discards a card then it has unearth one in a black Mm -hmm. One Neheb the Worthy. Oof. A 2-2 two -two for one, one black, one red. Legendary Minotaur Jeez. Warrior with first strike. Other Minotaurs have first strike. You're not using that. <laughs> as long as you have one or fewer cards in hand, Minotaurs get plus two, plus oh. And whenever Neheb the Worthy deals common damage to a player, each player discards a card. It also runs two Slaughter Games, which, name an online card. Oh, God. Search I everywhere in your opponent's games. side for it and then exile them, but it can't be countered for two black, red. And then one Ongroth the Flame Chained. Mm. Also, oh like Ongroth, that's really cool. Quite a Planeswalker. Discards cards, makes you lose two life. The ultimate can just kill your opponent if, you've, if the game's gone on long enough. Yeah. Just make them lose life equal to their graveyard size. It's a very good card in the deck. It fits the deck if the game's going to go long. But um, I added some cards like uh, Leyline of the Void, a few more Collective Brutalities, things like that. Mm-hmm. The boring cards that need to be there. Right. But I left the spice that he put in for him. Um, so in a way, this is an homage to him um, for this great idea that he had, and I think it's a really cool deck. So I decided I, I want to share it on the podcast because I've had it on my Goldfish account for a while. Fun. I like it. That's kind of cool. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I, that's I, I thought Waste Not was like a really cool card when it came out, and I like thought about tinkering around with it in Modern, but honestly, the, the versions of the decks that I came up with were like the waste not wheel decks that were waste not storm basically right so but i think that's a, like a really sweet deck anyway so whatever exactly yeah anyway that's cool i like it all, all right, right Austin, what you got so for the past couple of weeks i have talked about a deck that uh i've been wanting to present um i mentioned it first probably like six or seven episodes ago uh and then i slowly every week or so talked about it uh and 
now we're kind of at a point where I think the list is okay enough to present on the podcast, but I don't think it would be a list that I would consider finalized. Now, the deck that I am referring to is the Mono Green Prismatic Control deck. So, this deck uh, is essentially a Mono Green deck that utilizes car the card Prismatic Omen to ha- uh, have access to all five colors of the color pie. Um, okay. So, Prismatic Omen is a one and a green enchantment that states that lands you control uh, have every basic land type in addition to their other types. So, no matter how many forests you have in play, you can get any number of all the colors that you need. Um, and so the, the main thing about this deck is that it has, it does have one of each basic other than forests. That, that is something that it still does, uh, just because on occasion you might need to search them up. Um, but you also have the rest of the deck is just 18 forests, uh, no fetch lands, no nothing like that. Right. Um, and the main reason for that is because you get to play a bunch of really powerful enchantments that uh you can utilize pretty well um like something just as an example like blood moon you know uh because you have a bunch of basics so like who cares right um and prismatic omen helps you fix under a blood moon anyway uh but the reason you play all these really powerful like enchantments and you know these permanents basically is because in order to help you find your prismatic omens, you play four vessel of nascency, I think it's or nascency. Ah, yes. Um, yeah. It so, was that in, was that in shadows or eldritch moon? It was shadows. This is like it one was, of my favorite cards from shadows. It was it's, a staple of the standard of that time. It sure was. It's one green in, for an enchantment. You pay one and a green and sacrifice it. Reveal the top four cards of your library. You may put either an artifact, creature, enchantment, land, or planeswalker. So a permanent. Um, from among them into your hand and the rest go to your graveyard. Um, and you play four of those to help find prismatic omens, help find blood moons. Um, you have a bunch of like permanent based value cards. Um, so for example, you play one profane procession, uh, one white black for a legendary enchantment that has three white black exile a creature. And then if there are three or more cards, uh, exiled with it, you can flip it. And then the flipped cost or the flip side basically lets you play the cards that you've exiled with it. Um, and then you play uh, your couple of win cons. You have a door to nothingness in the main board because oh god, that's dumb. Oh, no. um, and you get you can access the colors. Um, you play a legacy weapon. It's a seven mana legendary artifact that you can pay one of each color to remove it, remove target permanent from the game. So for five mana, remove anything, including your opponent's lands or planeswalkers, whatever. Uh, and then if it would be put into a graveyard from anywhere, you reveal it and shuffle it into your library instead. So if you accidentally get rid of it with like a vessel, it just shuffles back in, sure. um, which is pretty cool. Uh, you play two Nissa Vital Force. I'm going to have to go through a lot of these cards, and I apologize because there are a lot of really weird ones that people probably haven't heard of. Um, Fair enough. Nissa Vital Force is a three green green planeswalker that comes in with five loyalty. Uh, plus one to untap target land you control and it becomes a five five until end of turn with haste. Uh, or until your next turn, I apologize. Uh, minus three, this is kind of the reason we're playing it. Minus three, remove or return target permanent card from your graveyard to your hand. Um, 
And then minus six, you get an emblem with whenever a land enters the battlefield under your control, you may draw a card. Uh, it, it's just kind of a value engine, but it also buys back because we're very permanent heavy. As far as things go, you, you kind of want access to all of your basics that aren't green, just in case you need them before Prismatic Omen is in play. Um, sure. So you play seven ramp spells, and because you're only playing basics, you get to play all the really powerful ones. So you play three Kodama's Reach, which a lot of Commander players probably know this card, but... Even I know that one. Exactly. Two and a green sorcery that's an arcane. Search your library for two basic lands, Ooh. reveal them, put one into play tapped, and the other into your hand, and then shuffle your library. So it ramps you, it fixes, you know, two whole or two lands to your hand. You also play four Edge of Autumn, which is probably one of my favorite arts on a card ever. Uh, it's a one and a green sorcery. If you control four or fewer lands, search your library for a basic land card, put it into play tapped, and then shuffle your library. Or you can cycle it by sacrificing a land. So if you draw it late game, you can just get rid of one of your extra six billion lands that you have and draw a new card. Uh, or early game, it's a ramp spell, right? Um, and you also play another fixing card called Worldly Council. So Worldly Council is one in a blue for an instant. Domain, look at the top X cards of your library where X is the number of basic land types among lands you control. Put one of those cards into your hand and the rest on the bottom of your library in any order. So when you've got a Prismatic Omen in play, this is like Mega Anticipate or Impulse. This, you know, you look at the top five cards and you put anything into your hand and then the rest go on the bottom. That's pretty powerful, it, from what I hear at least. And your main sort of powerful powerhouse cards here, um, like I said, Door to Nothingness, Legacy Weapon, you play two Maelstrom Nexus. Oh, God. <laughs> so it's an enchantment for white, blue, black, red, green, so one of each color. The first spell every turn that you cast has Cascade. So you just get to get value off of your cards every single turn. Um, you play one Coalition Victory, which is three and then white, blue, black, red, green. For uh, if It's a sorcery. If you control uh, a land of each basic land type and a creature of each color, uh, you win the game. Just outright. Uh, and you may wow. think... Well, what creatures do you have in this deck? Well, crazy enough, you have one Progenitus. Oh. Costs two of each color, uh, so 10 total mana. It's a 10-10 with protection from everything. And then if it would be put into a graveyard from anywhere, you reveal it and shuffle it into its owner's library instead. Funny story about this card. This is the only card in the deck that you can't cast without Prismatic Omen. Everything, so like... Everything else is only one of its color, right? And you have one of each basic except for forests. Progenitus is the only one that doesn't fit that rule. Everything else is like very splashable as far as colors go. Your other creatures that you play, you have three Maelstrom Archangel. No. So this is a 5-5 five five flyer for one of each color. Whenever it deals combat damage to a player, you may cast something from your hand, anything you want, from your hand for free. So it's a very powerful beater. Uh, lets you cast all of your crazy, stupid, powerful spells, you know, and kind of go ham. This deck is definitely looking to um, destroy the game of, like, the games that go long. 
and it has a lot of ways to fight until that happens. It's got a, a number of removal spells. You play Abrupt Decays. You play a Maelstrom Pulse. Like I said, you play the Profane Procession. Uh, once you get to seven mana, Legacy Weapon basically states that creature decks just kind of die. Um, sure. You have a number of... You have two Engineered Explosives in the sideboard, as well as, you know, just like various removal spells anywhere throughout so that the fast decks in the format just kind of die. They they You hopefully draw enough removal where they don't do anything for a while and then you just kind of slam your big stupid threats and go ham on them. Um, but the sideboard also has a very distinct thing about it. Uh, a long time ago, I think it was episode like four or five, honestly, Jack B. Grolin uh, mentioned that uh, he he presented a deck, and that deck had asked and answered the question of how many mountains does it take for Valakut Scapeshift to work in a deck? And the answer is zero. Now, this deck technically has one mountain, but in the sideboard, it has two Valakuts and four Scapeshifts. Because with a Prismatic Omen, you only need six lands to go off, and you can have two of them be the two Valakuts. So each land, uh, all six lands are mountains under Prismatic Omen, including the Valakuts. So just 36 year opponent. So it's 36 year opponent with a scapeshift. Oh. Exactly. Uh, so it has this kind of crazy, powerful combo-ish uh, win con in the sideboard, um, as well as the it kind of leans into that a bit more by playing three dispels as just like a way to you know, fight counter wars when you're, when you need to against those stupid counter spell decks. Um, it runs rest in pieces and stony silences in the sideboard because sometimes you need to do that. Uh, it also runs an all suns dawn because this card is hilarious and amazing Four in a green sorcery, uh, for each color, return a card from your graveyard to your hand and then remove all suns dawn from the game. So return a white, a blue, a black, a red, and a green card from your graveyard to your hand. And that counts, you know, multicolored stuff too. So you can grab an Abrupt Decay for black and then, you know, something else for green. Maelstrom Pulse for green and have two of them. Um, the last card that I need to talk about on this list, uh, because everything else in this deck, the deck list that I'm going to put up on Tapped Out is the one that I have right in front of me right now. There are about... 10 to 15 cards in this list that could literally be anything else in the entirety of modern. This deck is so flexible because it's it has access to perfect mana as soon as you have a Prismatic Omen in play. So it can play literally anything it needs to, and those 15 flex spots are just whatever you want. I have decided on a couple of different ones. I've talked about them. I like playing the Abrupt Decays, the Maelstrom Pulse, just because I like killing things. Um, but the last card that I also play is a Singleton Conflux. Does anyone know what that card does? Yes. <laughs> that card is nuts and dumb. It's a sorcery for three white, blue, black, red, green. For three and then one of each color. Search your library for a card of each color. And then add it to your hand. So tutor five cards in your deck and add them to your hand. And the nice thing about this is that things like Maelstrom Nexus, Coalition Victory, 
Progenitus, Maelstrom Archangel, they can count towards whatever color you want them to. So if you need to go get one of those threats, you can grab one of them and grab a bunch of other removal spells or whatever on top of it, and it doesn't matter which ones you grabbed, right? Mm -hmm. So that's prismatic control, despite the fact that it's probably not perfect. Um, this is kind of the list that I've been working on for a few weeks now. Well, and if it's not perfect, it's why kind are you of... presenting it on this podcast? Exactly. Yeah, that's cool. kind of that's kind of where it's at right now. Is it's it's not perfect, but it's um, something that I'm okay with presenting, basically. So yeah, what do you guys think? It sure is a deck. <laughs> hey, I just want to put I I love Maelstrom Archangel. It's just such a sweet card, and I just wanted to put it in a deck. And Prismatic Omen is cool. All these cards in this deck are just sweet. Fair enough. And you yeah. get to sometimes I mean, door-to-nothingness your opponent. So, like, what's not to love, you know? Right. I mean, you have to get to 10 mana, but, like, you can do that. So. Yeah, it doesn't. it's not that hard. Yeah, exactly. All right, well, that, that was my deck. Uh, if you guys don't have anything else to say about it, then no, I guess we can move on to... Good. Yeah. Pretty well thought out. I mean, it's got a lot of junk in it but you know whatever hey it's got a legacy weapon and a door to nothing like it's got a bunch of stuff but it's i mean sweet. they're all good stuff though. sweet the curve the yeah, curve that. is the curve is really good if you ignore anything that costs more than four like like <laughs> <laughs> the curve looks very good but then once you get past four mana there's like a bunch of five drops a bunch of six plus drops like oh good but yeah anyway uh I guess it's time to move on to our fresh brews portion of the the podcast. So we should do that. Uh, who wants to give some cards first? I uh, I don't have my list pulled up right away. So I've got a card. Sure, go ahead. Okay. All right. So this is a big enchantment. Oh yeah, I'm ready. Build me a deck around Hedonist Trove. Oh my, is this the one from Dragons? Yep. yep. This is a big boy. Mm-hmm. All right. You want to do the honors of reading it off there, Aiden? Five black black enchantment. When it enters the battlefield, exile all cards from target opponent's library. You may play land cards exiled with Whoa, 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 whoa. Hold what? on. It doesn't exile all cards from target opponent's library. Or graveyard. Sorry. That'd be oh, ridiculous. Geez. Oh boy. <laughs> That'd be way better. Exile all cards from target opponent's uh, graveyard. You may play land cards exiled with it, and then you may cast non-land cards exiled with it. You can't cast more than one spell a turn each way. So, there's... There are multiple ways to do this. It's just Tormod's Crypt with Upside. Um, what's that one vanishing guy that, uh... from... from Planar Chaos? Huh? That gets an enchantment and puts it into play. Oh, Lost Oromancers? Yeah. So you're saying build your own Black Academy White Rector? Yeah. Okay. Black White, my deck. Okay, so then what do you... You exile their graveyard and then you get to cast it, right? So, so here's what you do. How you are you getting cards in the graveyard? On, you, hate, you hope your opponent is on Storm and then you Storm off. Well, okay. So we're in, <laughs> we're in Esper. 
you're playing four archive traps. Oh, okay. You are so you're playing Esper play... Mill that also plays this card. Yeah. <laughs> Jeez. Uh, okay. All right. You're I'm playing Esper it. Mill and hoping your opponent is on Storm so you can kill your opponent with Grape Shot. I'm behind it. I like it. It's really dumb, but... but... You... But you can't. You you cast your own spells from your own deck, and then you cast their grape shot. Yeah, because you only cast one of the spells that are exiled, yeah. right? Yeah. That's less good. Yeah. All right. <laughs> I guess. That's... I don't know what you guys are saying. This goes in sideboards and modern is graveyard hate. What? No. Yeah. Yeah. You, you exile their graveyard. It's perfect. Yeah. Hey, Jack. It's please tell me the mana job. cost of this card. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's just Tormod script with upside, guys. Like, we don't need to talk about the mana cost. That is not how that works. We don't. I, need to I talk am about confident enough to state that that is not how that works. That is not correct. <laughs> <laughs> very incorrect. <laughs> Like, I, I, I don't think the mana cost is really a reflection of uh, using it as graveyard hate. All right, whatever. <laughs> it might, it just because it's seven. You, you. It, it'll stop. If you play this turn seven, Dredge has nothing on the field to pressure you, you pretty much won. No. Then you can start playing. The Aiden, game. please give me a card to build around. All right. So, you guys like Magic the Gathering cards, right? That was I mean, really yeah. yeah, sure. <laughs> All right. Please <laughs> please build me a deck around uh Nuck Nucklavy. Nucklavy? Nucklavy? Yeah, Nucklavy. I know Nucklavy. How do I spell that? N U C K L A V E. Oh, it's got a K. Dang it. Ah, so, so Nucklavy is a um Six mana, um, four, and then two hybrid mana of is it a uh, creature? It's a beast. ETB, you may return target red sorcery from your graveyard to your hand, and also ETB, return target blue instant card from your graveyard to your hand. Huh. So actually, <laughs> this is gonna sound really crazy because this happens like once a week. But uh, I've actually been on my list of decks to brew. Um, yeah. There's a deck that I've been trying to brew, or a card that I've been trying to brew around called Crackle Burr. Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah, so Crackle Burr um, is one and then two Is It Hybrid. Play, pay two Is It Hybrid, tap it, and then tap two untapped red creatures you control to deal three damage to something. And then pay uh, two Is It Hybrid and untap it and untap two blue tapped blue creatures you control return a creature to its owner's hand um so you this deck plays a lot of the blue red hybrid and multicolored creatures um so like cracklebur nucklevy um the dominus of fealty the red blue liege that i can't think of the name of at the moment um and it basically just uses cracklebur as like a value engine and nucklevy is just kind of this giant top end idiot that buys back your cryptic commands. I'm basically. I'm, I'm so sad. Why couldn't the deal three be the untap? Because I just thought of a stupid combo for this. Dude, Cracklebur is sweet. I okay. love this card. So Cracklebur, right? Mm-hmm. Are you ready for an insane combo? Sure. You play Cracklebur. 
or sorry, you play three Crackleburs. You have okay. three Crackleburs on the field. Sure. Or three creature, or one Crackleburn and two creatures that are both blue and red. Oh, mm. no. Or blue, I guess. They just have to be blue. Never mind. Mm -hmm. Okay. You play an arcane adaptation, naming Elf. You play Heritage Druid. And you play the one snake from from Kamigawa that can filter mana for a green. Orochi Leafcaller or whatever? Yeah. Sure. So you <laughs> So you can't actually deal any damage, but you sure can return all their creatures to their hand. So you tap you tap the three creatures with um with Heritage Druid, filter all the mana to be blue or red, untap them all, and then tap them again for green, because they're elves. <laughs> what why why does my brain work like this? Please help me. <laughs> How many cards can I put into a single combo? That could be done with, like, half as many cards. And isn't all of them. Yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> Alright, I think I'm going to give a card to build around. I don't, yeah, I don't know if... Knucklevy, the only thing I can think of is putting it in that red-blue kind of dumb creature deck. I mean, yeah. Because the, the red-blue hybrid cards from the Shadowmore Eventide block were, were like, really cool. though. So. Mm -hmm. Um, but anyway, the card that I have for you guys to build around. So, know. Jack, mm -hmm. you've mentioned it a couple times on this podcast now, um, that you have really, really enjoyed uh, Standstill. Or you, you've been really enjoying Peasant. Like, we've been talking about Peasant a little bit on the podcast, right? And in Peasant, I know that you've been enjoying Standstill. Yes. Is that correct? It's an enjoyable deck to play in Peasant, yes. Alright, so what if I told you that there was a quote-unquote similar to Standstill card in Modern? Is it Hesitation? No, it's not Hesitation. No breathing. Oh, okay, never mind. What is it? Build me a deck around the card called Hatching Plans. This sounds familiar. Hat get No, spell it right, please. Ah! So, Hatching Plans is one in a blue enchantment when it's put into a graveyard from play. I know play, what this goes in. Draw three cards. Hmm. I know what this goes in. Do you? Am I allowed to build around this, too? It. I mean, it's like a, yeah. I mean, oh, right. Hang on, So hang this on. goes in. I might, I might know oh, something. Before God. you say something, I might know it. I might know okay. it. Okay. Okay. Dang it, never mind. Go for it. This goes in the Aura Tog deck. I wanted it to work with Greater Gargadon, but Greater Gargadon seems to eat everything except enchantments, so... And Planeswalkers. Oh, yeah. yeah, thank you. Yeah, this goes in the Oratog deck. So you just sack it to give Oratog plus two plus two and draw three cards. I mean, I mean yeah, yeah, that's I fair, I guess. That's the way to make That seems pretty good. And it's just a super um, way to, like, put more cards into your hand for, and play more cards for Oratog to eat more. Here's what you we do, need a, right? We need Cart Clan Ironworks, but for enchantments. No. That'd be super good with hatching plans. Well, wait. You can do that, right? Hold on a second. Mycosynth Lattice, March of the Machines, Hivestone, Basalt Sliver. Now it's a sliver that can be sacked for two mana. So now you can do it, right? 
Oh no. Aiden break it. What? Okay. <laughs> so we have mirror retriever. Sure. We That's have <laughs> We have mirror retriever, we have scrap trawler. Mirror retriever doesn't work the way you want it to. No, it doesn't. Because um, Microsynth okay, Lattice doesn't so... make them into an artifact anywhere but the but play. You put Oratog and Sun Titan into play. You sack this to Oratog. You swing with both of them. You get back hatching plans with Sun Titan. You sack it again to Oratog. You draw a bunch of cards. And you kill your opponent. That's the way I would do it, I think. I don't know. I think this card's really interesting. But it's like, it's not amazing, but it's cool. So, whatever. Yeah, I mean, Oratog seems like a good plan with it. Mm, it's funny that we're hatching the plan for Oratog. Alright, so that's been the idiot brewery for this week. <laughs> I don't think I should continue past that joke. Um, no, probably not. Probably not. Uh, a couple quick things to say right here before we get out of uh, your guys' hair. Uh, if you're you know watching us on YouTube, please remember to like, comment, share, subscribe. Uh, all that stuff that you do on YouTube to be so kind to us. Um... Please use your uh, good, kind words to playgroups, friends, family, all that stuff to spread the word of our um, podcast that we think is really funny, but probably no one else does. Uh, no. So, yeah, we'd, <laughs> we'd really appreciate that. We uh, we only pay for a little bit of advertising, and by that I mean we each bought a playmat with the logo and stuff on it. But outside of that, we don't pay for any advertisement at all for this podcast. So word of mouth uh, is pretty much exactly how we get more followers and all that stuff. Um, Outside of that, we uh, also have a second platform for our podcast on CastBox. So if you're listening to us on CastBox, we'd like to say hello. Uh, I really like CastBox. I use it pretty much every week at work. Um, we're not sponsored by them, but hey, we totally should be. Uh, and if you are on CastBox, we'd appreciate it for you to go to our YouTube channel and you know subscribe there so that we can make sure we have a bunch of subscribers there and then also... If you're on YouTube, go to CastBox and subscribe there if you haven't already. Um, that way you we are subscribed and we have the same viewership and all that stuff. Um, yeah. Outside of that, uh, all of our deck lists that we make, at least the majority of them, uh, I know we're down a few weeks just because it's been really busy for a lot of us. Um, Indeed. But all of our deck I lists went to are... Yeah, you sure did. Um, all of us uh, have deck lists on uh, our TapDat account which is linked below our YouTube channel, and I think it's linked below our cast box as well. So if you want to go check us out, they shall, should all be on there, um, minus the last few weeks or whatever. Uh, and all of them are up there, and they should be separated by the person that presented them. Uh, I know that Grolin is super behind because he has schoolwork and stuff that he deals with. Like so. a loser. Yeah, I know, right? He just can't make a deck list or whatever. Um, outside of that, I don't, I don't think there's anything else for the ad read. Do you guys have anything you guys want to plug, talk about? Nah, I don't have, I don't, I'm a loser, so I don't have anything to do, but, uh. Aiden, what about you? Subscribe to PewDiePie. Subscribe to PewDiePie, uh, right? So, make sure to not pay your taxes. Taxation is theft. <laughs> Alright, um, I think that's, I think that's enough of that. <laughs> also, make sure to play Peasant, lots of it. Ooh, Peasant's sweet, yeah. We're gonna, oh, uh, quick spoiler. We're probably gonna do a Peasant episode coming up here pretty pretty quick. 
Because, Maybe we'll even explain what the format is. Yeah, because Peasant is a lot of fun, and we've been having a lot of fun with it, just kind of screwing around on it and stuff. It gives you a reason um, to watch the next episode. you got to find out what Peasant is. Exactly. Uh, so anyway, uh, don't push your bird off a cliff, don't smack your grandma, and we will see you all next Saturday at noon. Have a good one, everybody. Professionals, don't worry about it.